Now look here, I'm Alan. I'm Catherine. And we've got something to tell you. Yeah, this is uh, one of those difficult topics. We, we, we off the, the, the biological from last week. This is more of a, uh, just a general parenting problem. Um, I think one of the hardest adaptations for us to make was the whole rearranging of our schedule when a child first comes into your life. It's true. It's um, yeah, because your time is not your own anymore and you have sudden real responsibilities that you simply cannot get away from. The baby doesn't just stop crying and come back again a few minutes later. So while it's hard for us to, hard for parents to, to get used to this, it's made easier by the fact that there's no choice. Well, I think that's the, yeah, I think that's that's actually what it comes down to is the fact that um, you've you've got these children to raise, and for everybody's uh, talk about how it's this um, incredible thing and this amazing privilege which it absolutely is mm-hmm. um, I think they seldom focus on, on the day to day real life struggle well struggle that is a struggle uh, it's yeah, hard well, work the amount of effort that goes into it and the amount of time and that's a biggie yeah uh, and I find uh, I actually I've had situations where I've had to fight for the time or the uh, the money or whatever fight with the world mm-hmm. for that in order to raise my to continue raising my five children well that's the issue because the rest of the world doesn't have the same obligation as you um, if if they don't want to make space for your child well that's they don't suffer you know it's it's like it's like most problems in life. You can ignore them for a while, and there'll be consequences, but it's fine. Yeah. You know, um, you can put off paying that traffic fine, for example, or you can put off buying groceries and just eat the the two minute noodles that are in the back of the cupboard. Yeah. But That's true. but when your when your children need you, when that nappy needs changing, or when they need help with homework, you can't. You can't. It must be dealt with immediately. Yeah. And That's exactly it. I think you run. The, you sort of collide with the world mainly in two areas: the social and the the professional. Yeah, those are, I think the the two broadest. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the social. It's a bit like when you first get married, you know. Um, you you get you. I mean, they make movies about this. That whole business of oh, the another one bites the dust. Um, you know, they, they they mourn a friend, and what they really mean is they've lost their access to you. Uh, you're still doing well. In fact, you're probably doing better That's because the thing. you give yourself to your spouse now instead of to your old drinking buddies. Yeah, you can't go out two, three, four times a week anymore. Mm. Yeah. And it's the same with kids. You know, all of a sudden you can't you can't just go out to dinner. Um, you can't go out anyway. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Before the kids come along, you could sit there, you could come home, and you get this great idea, hey, let's go out. Yeah. I don't feel like cooking tonight. Let's go to dinner. All right, and off you go. Or you get an invitation from friends who are saying, listen, we've just heard that band you guys like is playing at whatever the, uh, at, at some venue. Uh, let's go. We've got tickets. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, um, when it comes to the social context, it, it is mainly time-based. It's the fact that they... Um, uh, 
with your first child, they tend to be quite sensitive in those first few weeks because it's a brand new baby and mm. they're not sure how to handle it and um, they'll kind of nervously visit and be quite sensitive yeah. towards the, the situation. And as that baby gets older and time has passed, it, it's, you start getting the situation where they'll say, um, would you like to come over for dinner? Which is fine, that's lovely, but in the middle of the week. Yeah. Which has now become, where it's not just weeknights, any night, but weeknights in particular because it's a work night. Mm-hmm. Um, you just can't, you can't mess about with the schedule because you pay. You're oh, you spades. pay. Yeah. Um, the moment you deviate from your routine, and I mean, it's the more kids you have, the more intense and the more important that becomes. Mm-hmm. Until it, it reaches a point where I think people suspect that you, you're actually just a shut-in or you don't want to be with them. Yeah. You don't like to spend time with them. And, you know, if they had to look really carefully at your life, they'd probably see that you're not spending time with anyone. Anyone. You're not, spending, you're not even spending time with each other anymore. Yeah. You're not doing anything. You're just, just avoiding us. <laughs> well, I, no, but I get the impression the way – I mean, what else can it look like, you know? <laughs> well, this is the thing. I think people think that we avoid them. It is – I think it is more intense for us because we have, we have five children. It is harder for us, mm. but I suspect that there are even people with two or three kids who are finding they're up against this wall. Uh, the first issue is that we, we do not have a lot of uh, friends who have kids – yeah, a lot of our friends are kidless, mm. um, and it's not just time that is the resource that uh, that we don't have. I think you know what I think that the biggie is. Um, I think it comes down to the fact that your life, our, our lives, are very full, mm. and um, we don't have the the time anymore or the energy yeah. for a burgeoning social life, which. We want to keep alive because our lives are not going to be yeah. this demanding our whole lives long. And yeah. we actually want a modicum of a social life left at the end of it. Um, there are also all sorts of other factors. Um, when we when we do get a babysitter, mm-hmm. which is rare because um, babysitters who are willing to look after five kids are They're thin on the ground. Thin on the ground. Yeah. When expensive. we can. Mm. When we can. Um, we prefer to spend time alone together. Which is also something that uh, uh, we we have some friends that just don't understand. We've actually reached a point where we don't tell people that we have mm. um, a night off um, because immediately you, you get these invitations flooding in, and it's out of good. N- it, they're all good natured, and we, I mean, we're not complaining that we're popular or that people <laughs> want to see us. Yeah, at all. It's just it. It feels, it gets kind of tiring and I feel bad that yeah. we have to keep telling them on a regular basis, we're terribly sorry, we're not going to make it. Or having to having to try and just explain, Alan and I want to spend the night How do you explain? Together, even though we live together, we share a home, we share a bed, we share our entertainment, we share our lives with our kids and we don't get time together. We we don't and I think anybody with, with even... Well, I think anybody with even one child might understand that. Uh, but one child is different. That kid sleeps sometimes. Oh, <laughs> but when you've got more, more, they yeah. do the whole tag team thing. One of them is always after, is always. And it's you, you, I mean, yeah. you never have it just a conversation. You're talking over kids' heads and stuff. Mm. And I think you know what I. I think maybe it's um, we're sounding a bit dark about it, but it is a reality. 
And I don't really know that there's any kind of solution beyond the fact that you have some friends that are very sensitive to it yeah. and really make an effort. And the thing is, we do. We do have those times when we do go out, when we do miss our friends, and when we can organize something at home and we do invite them over. Yeah. And the fact is, as the kids get older, it is going to get easier. Mm-hmm. We're going to eventually have our traditions, our meatball nights, or whatever that we want to do. Yeah. Um, where we're gonna we're gonna be able to create a proper connection point again. At this stage, and this is hard to explain to people, at this stage, it is just we have a one-year-old, a two-year-old, a four-year-old. A six-year-old and an eight-year-old. Yeah. It is hard. There's another angle to this that I was actually thinking of when I first wrote down this topic, uh, which is beyond just it being difficult. It's a matter of priorities. I think right That's now, true. the most important thing in our lives, aside from, I think, our own survival and each other as a, as a, as a couple, is our children. Everything else in life, everything comes a distant second or third, whatever, you know. Um, to our kids, yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's not just because we're wonderful people. It's, it's basic biology, you know. These are your instincts. You protect and nurture your kids. They yeah. are the most important thing. And because there are so many, um, that uh, just for one child to get the amount of time and attention and energy that they need mm. uh, for two parents versus five kids means pretty much constant effort on our side yeah so if we bring friends around for example and the kids need us um, we're going to abandon the party and sort out the uh, sort out the kids and if if we don't we're going to sit there feeling guilty and not having fun well that's the thing or if if a kid is sick Mm. that's game over yeah um, because a sick kid needs constant supervision. So and, and this leads to, to, to the other area where it's a problem is professional. You know, as a, I mean, I remember before we had kids, um, it was never a problem when I was married. I, I mean, it was, this didn't change from my single life to my married life, is what I'm saying. Yes. Oh, yes, um, the way you used to travel for work. And yeah, stuff. I used to spend um, many hours on the road. I used to travel long distances, and I would often travel away from home. Um, and when times were difficult, when there were uh, important projects on the line, I would put in the overtime. And I did it partly because I wanted to get the project completed. You know, you don't want this weight over your head. And, and the so money, yes, of course, overtime pay. Yeah. And I don't do that anymore. I I don't volunteer. I don't, you know, I've become a bit of a clock watcher at the office. Uh, half past four on the dot, I am out of that door. And it's not and it's because, because you have to be. yeah, it's not it's not because I'm turning into a post office worker. It's because I got kids that ne- I've got to fetch the kids from school. You know, uh, that's not negotiable. It takes me about an hour, ish. Yeah, about an hour to get from my office to the daycare, where the three youngest are. Um, if they're not picked up by six o'clock, there's a problem because they're locking those doors. Exactly. They wouldn't chuck them out though. No, they wouldn't, but, but that's... <laughs> it gets hairy. You, you can turn you up late, sure, but that burns up so much capital, social capital with, 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 those, with, with the people who work there. And I think it would with anyone. Yeah. It's, um, that's the toughie. You know, I before I uh, stopped working a full-time job, mm-hmm. before, well, sorry, before I started freelancing, I had a full-time job, um, well, several, 
Mm-hmm. And one of these was at a marketing company. And um, although the, but it was quite a small, very small boutique company. Yeah. So there were like four staff members. And the owner um, was a dad. He had three kids. Um, although they were older, they were teenagers. And I think people forget fast, but this particular guy mm-hmm. um, had a serious issue with me needing to take time for my kids. It can be hard because, especially small business owners, you know, it's their own, it's their company and it's their livelihood and it's their future and they they put their life into it. No, the and they expect their staff to have the exact same... Passion and whatever. Yeah. You know, the thing is, I mean, I, I'd obviously, I'd worked for other small companies where there was a similar expectation mm. before I'd had kids. Um, at that stage, I only had two yeah. Two small kids, and they weren't that terribly demanding. You, you get the one who gets tonsillitis, and you've kind of got to stay home with him for a couple of days, mm. and so on. And you know, I kind of worked around it. Um, what was interesting, though, was uh, I I would offer to do the work from home, and the type of work I was doing, which was mm. primarily writing, as I could have. Um, but he he had a serious issue with this. I think actually his issue uh, went beyond uh, the kids. And I want to actually yeah. go as far as to say that if somebody has a problem with the time that you need to take for your children mm. and starts thinking that you're using your children as an excuse, then they're, they're actually, they don't have a problem with your kids. There's something else going on in, in the sort of dynamic or the relationship because that has been my experience. Uh, uh. Uh, I've, I've, I have a friend who's had similar problems. Uh, she's got lots of kids. And um, she's had similar similar problems where people blame her for using the children to get out of social engagements or whatever. And the yeah, people are you don't saying need that, that in your life. Those are not friends. No, I don't know what they are, but they're not friends. <laughs> yeah. Um. And I mean, look, th- this is sounding very dark, but the thing is, it's a reality. Mm-hmm. Um. Because it's it's also the fact that you're constantly teased for being late. Yeah. Because with five kids, you're never ever on time for a social thing hmm. and you know d- your friends work around that very often if it's a kind of a relaxed party thing or a bri or something it doesn't matter anyway yeah. so you know they give you a ballpark time and you're 10 or 20 minutes later than that or half an hour later than that hmm. um, and people come to understand that and all the rest of it because you've, you've spent two hours getting ready yeah that's 45 minutes chasing the boy around the garden naked He's, oh, yeah. na- he's naked, not you, <laughs> uh, because he doesn't want to get way. dressed now. Well, that's the thing, and and packing bag, packing the baby bag, making sure you've got the pram in or the chair. Yeah. It, it's it is it is a monumental process. It's something approaching kind of preparing for war. Well, it's herding cats. It is. Um, yeah. And that's uh, um, and you know once again, uh, you get some families that are willing to put that effort in and go out a lot mm-hmm. you get these people who do this and I suppose that's what makes it harder for us because um, they're they're making us look bad really because we just we're not we're not willing to spend two hours mm-hmm. and work ourselves af- up into a froth and basically wear ourselves out yeah so that we can take our children somewhere and then chase them in an unfamiliar environment mm-hmm. for however long the engagement goes and yeah. then come home exhausted and irritated yeah 
So, yeah. Yeah. Well, I suppose if you're one of those families, we... Yeah. We admire you. And yeah. we Very grudgingly hands. admire you, yeah. yeah With uh, bitterness in our hearts. <laughs> <laughs> Jealousy and... Uh, no, I, I mean, I, I look at these people in awe. I'm just, uh, you know... And uh, that friend of mine that I was mentioning with the many kids, she actually makes an effort. I think it's because she's been a parent for a lot longer. Uh. And she's learned that uh, if you if you avoid social inva- engagements too often for too long, mm-hmm. you start you start losing your social life. Yeah. You know, and to an extent, you've got to keep that going. Yeah. So, you know, maybe we are going to strike that balance eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, but... I'm not entirely sure what we're saying. I'm not. I'm not sure that what, that we're saying that people don't understand, or that it's just hard, because that seems to be the gist of just about everything, every episode yeah. so far. Well, I think the gist of it is people don't understand, and the reason they don't understand is that they're not you. They they see it from the outside. They can't. They, you can never fully understand what somebody else is struggling through, and this is just a general it's true. life advice. It's very true. So I think. It just becomes a boundaries issue, really. It's a case of establishing early on and just not deviating from it. And people tend not to like it when you when you put your Say foot down no. and, and assert yourself about these things. But after a while, they get used to it. The thing that irritates me is that they don't they don't necessarily get used to it. They just say, "Oh yeah, well you know they don't want to, and they never do." Well, <laughs> honestly, fine because I don't think there is anything that. <laughs> Socially, at least, there's nothing that people can do to punish you, you know, by ostracizing you or saying nasty things about you <laughs> that you your kids w- are not doing to you ten times over every day, <laughs> right? I mean, That's as parents, true. we know this, you know, and, and we put up with it from our kids because we love them and because we, we get so much out of it. Well, yeah, also, and I mean, um, we, uh, but like our friends said before, is you don't really have a choice. Yeah. Uh, if you're going to raise and love your children... Uh, those are the sacrifices, and you do mm. them. You don't even register the sacrifice. It's yeah. not. You don't even consider it. It's just how it is. Because when it comes from your boss, a little bit harder. Fortunately, we've got some laws on our behalf. You know, in this country at least, labour law guarantees you three days of family responsibility leave, which is not very generous by global standards. I should mention. Uh, better than America, but at least we've got it. And yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, and look, I mean, you can use it. the the reason I work freelance and mm. not a full time job anymore is because um, even with these really great labor laws, mm. um, with five small children, I would end up using all of my annual leave in the first few months of mm. the year, uh, just on having to take kids to the dock, having to take them to the dentist, taking them for vaccinations, yeah. and all that. And um, the thing is, if you work for a big company that is well-structured and with a mature yeah. boss... Like my previous up, company. Yeah. It was not a problem. Is is somebody, yeah, they, they say, oh, finish this at home just as, as long as you get the report in by mm. Friday or whatever, you know. It was interesting because they're such a stodgy, old-fashioned place, but they were fine with us. Whereas my current employer, they sold themselves to me on the interview about how modern and high-tech they are and... Boy, you get filthy looks if you are not in the Working boss's the sort of field of view. You know, <laughs> you're obviously uh, slacking off if I can't see you. But do you know, <laughs> you get you get so many people who make this mistake. And I'm actually just I I want to mention this, and I think this is maybe the gist mm-hmm. of what we're getting to. 
um, who really try and keep everybody happy. They yeah. try and keep their boss happy. Um, they try and keep their friends happy. And they're obviously trying to keep their kids happy. Mm. And um, I remember one, once my mom saying, because she had to work a full-time job mm. with her three kids, of which I was one. Yeah. And she said, um, you will never, ever um, regret, you'll never look back on your life and regret having missed that meeting mm. or having called in because your kid was sick for the third time. Yeah. But what you do remember when you look back is those eyes looking at you through the daycare fence with that snotty little nose because you've gone and dropped a sick kid off at school because for the umpteenth time you need to try and squeeze yourself into um, some sort of work meeting or whatever. I remember the sound of the lies of the teachers looking at me accusing as I drive off having lifted Oh, the sound of the teachers. <laughs> <laughs> yes, like, how could you do this? <laughs> and look, to, the thing is, it's... it's um, I'm I'm not making that a blanket statement because mm. you do you need to work in order to feed your family. Yeah. And there are people who do not have the kind of um the luxury that we have mm. which is I am able to take take on that responsibility. I'm able to stay at home. Mm. And it is something that we worked very hard towards and still do and we make sacrifices for that. And it's so that we never have to look at those little eyes again. Yeah. But at the same time my attitude for the last eight years has been that the job is there to service the family, right? Yeah. If the family has to suffer so that I can keep the job happy, then I'm in the wrong job. Okay. Yeah, okay. Well, I think we're running out of time. Um, I think that's it. And you know what? Um, I think, oh, I keep, I keep, deviating from this mm. which was just one basic statement I wanted to make there are a lot of people who put themselves and their children through a lot yeah. a lot of stress and a, a lot of kind of unnecessary pain trying to appease people who um, who want something from them mm. something that is not necessary for the survival of the family the end <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Now Look Here podcast. Catherine and I work hard to crowbar an hour into our evening schedule once a week to bring it to you, and we really appreciate your support. If you'd like to give something back, we'll settle for a bit of free publicity. Like our Facebook page, or follow us on Twitter, or leave us a review on iTunes. Links to all of these can be found on the podcast page at www.nowlookhere.net. Or just tell a friend about us and maybe help them to find us in their favorite podcast directory. If you'd like to contact us, why not leave a comment on the podcast page? Or just mail us at podcast at nowlookhere.net.